Hey, welcome to Swoo Soul Stories. I'm your host, Heath Mulliken. This is episode number one of a podcast where we hear from alumni and friends of Southern Wesleyan University, and we hear their stories, the really cool things that God is doing in their life. And today, for our first episode, we have uh, Megan Peterson joining us today. Megan, how are you doing? Yes, I'm doing great. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for this podcast. Yes, so um, I've, I've been following your your journey and and realized the other day, I think you know, you posted something like, oh my goodness, her, her movies, like it's getting ready to come out. And so it kind of like put like a... There was like a, a timer on on talking with you, but first, yes. can you just kind of remind everybody your years at Southern Wesleyan, what brought you to Southern Wesleyan, and maybe just a little bit about your experience here? Sure. Um, I was at SWU between 2001 and 2005, and I came to Southern Wesleyan because my dad was a Wesleyan pastor, so I had, oh, and I have dogs that live at my house too and you might hear them bark um i had always seen the the teams at camp right you know the drama teams and the singing teams come through camp and um really wanted to it really made me want to go to southern mostly and and then um i majored in biology and psychology because i thought i wanted to go into forensics um, but I realized I just wanted to pretend like I was a forensic scientist on right. TV or right. something. Like oh, gotcha. <laughs> I didn't really want to do it in real life. Um, and that's what led me to acting. I was on the drama team, the traveling yeah. um, team uh, for SWU a couple summers and also in a few of the plays. And, yeah. And you also... Uh you also married a SWU alum, right? I did, yes. I married uh, Lucas Peterson. So I was there at SWU as Megan Ward. And yeah. then we got married right after um, I graduated. And he is now a nurse in the ICU. And we live in Wilmington. Um, North Carolina. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Um, and you guys, you know, you were very instrumental here on campus when uh, the Alive Service uh, first started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I knew Lucas had become a nurse. I just think that's like the coolest mm-hmm. thing. Like, that is like the if there were like lists of jobs, working mm-hmm. with poisonous snakes and being a nurse would be the last two on my right. thing. Actually, on a uh, seventh grade field trip with my son Friday uh, to Atlanta, and we went to Medieval Times. And I'm going to the bathroom, and I'm like, "Beth, what are you doing here?" And like, we we both find ourselves. So we weren't in the same group, but various times throughout the day, we just kind of like went to each other for emotional support. Yes, um, that is very nice that you had that there. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So. 
you, you, you know, you mentioned being in some of the musicals here and mm-hmm. being on the drama team, but when did you know, like, hey, I kind of want to pursue this acting thing and, and see where it goes? Um, well, this might get a little into the soul or emotional part of the story, um, but I... Lucas and I moved here to Wilmington, where my dad had a church, and um, I was turning 30, and my dad had recently been diagnosed with Parkinson's, and so all this stuff had just kind of hit, like, what, he always wanted to be an actor, and he would do community theater, and I always wanted to do it, too, I think I was just afraid, or I thought people, like, you had to be super special, like, connected to the film industry somehow to be able to have a career in it and I I was in this town which we have a film industry here and I knew people that had speaking roles on shows here in town so I said like how do you do that right. I've been an extra like someone in the background that doesn't have any speaking lines but I wanted to do more I wanted to get more into it and that's when I was I realized, like, if this is in my heart and kind of unique to what I, a passion I have, then I need to pursue it. So, yeah, it was that big 30th birthday that kind of kicked me into gear. Um, and I started taking acting classes and realized, like, honestly, um, the roles truly for women are very they're not very many and they're not very deep as far as the stories that we are given the ability to tell as characters as female characters and so um my friend hannah and i decided to write our own stuff so that we could really explore um deeper characters and stories that aren't told as much oh that's so talk about (laughs) what um I, I just remember the episode of Seinfeld where Jerry and George are going to write a sitcom and like they sit there and nothing happens. So you, you and your friends sit down and like, hey, like, mm-hmm. like I know step one is mm-hmm. let's write a movie. Step three is completed movie. There's this yes. big step two. Um, yes. We actually have to do it. So what was that process like? Um, it was really cool. We had made a few short films, which are just any films under 40 minutes. Ours were all like five minutes and under, which helped us get a footing for how we work together and our style. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the idea just came to Hannah because she had worked with kids on the autism spectrum yeah. as a teacher before becoming an actor. And she was driving home one summer afternoon and a storm was brewing, you know, you can see the clouds like in the distance. Right. And this idea just popped into her head. What if um, this family was going through a drought in a small Southern town, but um, their brother who was fascinated by weather wanted to go chase a storm that was nearby. So we knew that that was the premise. And then we just outlined it out. Um, I think this was in August of 2015. Wow. We started writing it, and we wrote our first draft, and we were like, this is awesome, let's go make this movie. And we had a friend that was like, it has got something to it, but I think you guys need to slow down and uh, really hone in on the story and the characters and develop it a little bit more. And so that's what we spent the next three years doing, um, 
we had written parts for ourselves and we're starting to kind of age out of the parts. So we were at a place of, do we just shelf this and say, cool, we wrote a cool movie. We did eight drafts of it. And now we can say we did that. Or do we try to make it? And, um, that's when we knew, okay, let's just try, let's go for it. The first thing you have to do is get funding. (laughs) Just so crazy. We didn't know how, so we were going to start to make an investor packet. Mm -hmm. And that's when we saw this national competition come across our email or actually Hannah had texted to me that, um, Mark and Jay Duplass want to executive produce your movie. Um, and those are guys in the film industry that are now very successful. Um, they are filmmakers for HBO and Netflix and um, are very successful. We looked up to them because they kind of started where we are now. Yeah. Um, and we won. I was just fast forward. We won to the competition. Thanks to like tons of people who probably are listening. Um all of uh, our community supported us. And then from there, yeah, we went right into pre-production and then we filmed the movie and we just finished it this year. So how, um, I I know you mentioned you guys wrote for several years. Once Mm -hmm. you kind of got, once you guys won the the competition and kind of got the green light, like how long was that process of actually filming the movie from from start to finish yeah it was um we won the competition in november of 2017 and we wrapped production november 2019 so that was a two-year process from winning to like finishing filming and then we spent the next 10 months in post-production um it was cool because we were working with mainly mark duplass and he really helped us um make sure that the script was ready to go and that we could um we're shooting on a very low budget so could we shoot the script um, that we had written, could we shoot it on how much money we had? And um, so he really helped us with that. And it was just Hannah and I basically um, producing the movie where um, you would typically have a ton of people. You'd have folks to do locations and folks to do casting and um, all of that. We just did all that. So that took a while (laughs) to find all of our locations um, and we got all set. We started filming in August 2018. Mm-hmm. And you guys might remember, good old Hurricane Florence hit. Oh, wow. Right in the middle of production, um, which we were only shooting for 18 days. Mm-hmm. And our film is called Drought, which <laughs> includes no rain at all. It was the wettest year on record, so, for Wilmington. Um so the irony is not awesome us there. And, um, yeah, that was a pretty big obstacle to overcome um, because we had to shut down production and everyone um, had to evacuate our town. Um, and then our homes were damaged when we came back, all of that kind of stuff. So we had to reschedule the last five days for a shoot in November. So, so let me ask. Let me ask you a hard question. Yes. You, you, 
you've you've spent years doing this. You've you've had to rewrite your script, and now you're finally into it. And a freaking hurricane hit. Yeah, yeah. And you're ha- everything you just said. Like, yeah. Was there a point where you and Hannah looked at each other and like, man, maybe this just isn't meant, meant yeah. to be. Yeah, because um, even I'm just like not to make anyone feel sad for us or anything like that. But also, which we don't talk about this a lot, but on day six, my mom passed away oh, unexpectedly. Lord. Yeah. So I'm on set and I get a phone call that she has passed away and from a heart attack. And that was so, yeah, you're you're right. We have that happens. Our team overcomes it. They, I only take one day off plus the, our weekend yeah. and kind of go be with family, but don't even get the opportunity to take a breath and grieve. And then six days later after that, a hurricane hits. Um, and not as traumatic or dramatic, but also we're driving a 1995 ice cream truck mm-hmm. and it just decides to stop working completely so we were we asked that question exactly like are are we supposed to not do this like what is happening but we really felt um in our hearts that this story was really important and um our whole team that day we had to decide to stop for the hurricane just came together and said you know we're here for you we'll come back um whatever you need um, we're going to finish this movie. So I think the perseverance and the drive um, really taught us all a huge lesson right. of you can do like you can do it. And that definitely has um, helped me. I teach acting and it's helped me when talking to students who are like, I don't know, it's kind of hard. Like, listen, (laughs) I can, I can give you some stuff that's really tough and you can do it. You can still make it through. But, um, it was definitely a big challenge having all of that going on at the same time as your dreams are coming true. Yeah. Like you're getting to do the thing that you want to do, a really interesting, happy and sad time. Yeah. How did, how did your, um, you talked about growing up in a pastor's mm-hmm. home and going to a Christian college. And how, mm-hmm. how, did, how did your faith impact how you process all of that happening? Yeah, that that's a great question. Um, Hannah and I, from the very beginning, um, have spent so much time in prayer about mm-hmm. this film. And even when we were... Um, about to enter this competition we just had a prayer team of 12 people that would pray like mostly for our friendship because we knew if there was any place um, for the enemy to attack it would be the friendship of the two of us um, to get a wedge in between that and so every time we hit an obstacle we just know that God has always gotten us through the last one Um, and he has a purpose and he has a reason that um, we have this story to tell now. Um, and I think it's super interesting because um, it's it's interesting to be able to tell this part of the story because right. you see the end product and you would never know 
And I think that in our culture, especially today, that's a big um, thing you just see. Like everyone's had heard the quote, you just see the highlight reel. Yeah. You'll yeah. just see our movie and you'll never know the, what people went through, not just Hannah and I, but um, our whole cast and crew to make it happen. Wow. So, mm-hmm. man, it's absolutely it's just in, incredible. So, the the movie is called Drought, and can you kind of, we don't want any spoilers, yeah. but what, <laughs> can you kind of give us the synopsis on kind of the story of this movie? Yeah. Um, so, it's 1993, and the South is going through a historical drought um, when Carl, who's on the autism spectrum, um, is fascinated by weather and he's predicting a storm to hit soon nearby. Yeah. And then he's fired from his job. So his sister decides to steal their mom's ice cream truck <laughs> and take them on an adventure to find this storm. And they're accompanied by their estranged older sister and their best friend, Lewis. And it really just is a film about family um, and also learning to forgive. Mm. Um, And also that everyone has a dream to follow. Um, We have a wonderful actor named Owen Scheid who plays Carl. And he, Owen, is also on the autism spectrum. Mm Mm-hmm. As we wanted someone to authentically play that role. Um, We don't see that a lot in Hollywood. And so part of our heart was to make sure that we were representing underrepresented voices and doing it in a very truthful way. Wow. Wow. (laughs) So, um... I, like I said, I've been following you guys on, on social media. I've seen you you guys have done a couple of panels. But what mm-hmm. sparked my interest in, in interviewing you and getting this out is coming up in just a few weeks, uh, you guys are actually going to be in Columbia, South Carolina uh, yeah. for the Indie Grits Film Festival. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not far from us. So how did that come about? And, like, ha- has – have you already done some other festivals and panels and what's been the response so far to the movie? Um, yes. So actually Indie Grits will be our second festival. We world premiere at River Run in North Carolina. Okay. Um, and that's on the 27th. And then right after our premiere, we'll drive down to Columbia and, um, our second screening ever to the world will be at Indie Grits on the 28th. So, folks, if they come out, we'll see the second ever screening of our movie. So, what, the, um, the one on the 27th, where is that in North Carolina? That's in Winston-Salem. Okay. So, and hey. it's sold out. It's sold out. Oh, it's sold That's awesome. <laughs> it's sold out. How it's incredible. Sold out. <laughs> so, that one's sold out, but um, we're back in Winston-Salem on the 30th. Right. Um, and that one sells tickets. And if you're listening and you're in Vail, Colorado... We're in Vail, Colorado at the Vail Film Festival at the same time, the 28th and 29th. <laughs> so there's a lot of dates. It's a little confusing, yeah. but... Um, and we were talking about, you know, how it, it's film festival season. And so yes. if you're listening to this and praying, some, yes, some festivals have already been canceled. We pray that there is not a drought of festivals. Pray yes. that Megan and Hannah get to go to all of them and get to do their... Uh, their premiere and all that stuff. Uh, so in 
Uh, in the show notes of this episode, I will have a link where people can go and get tickets to the showing in Columbia, also the one in Winston-Salem on mm-hmm. the, the 30th. Uh, yep. What are some other ways, other than actually coming and, and paying to see the movie, what are some mm-hmm. other ways people can kind of help get the word out and, and support your movie? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for any independent artist or independent filmmaker is just um, following them on, and so following Drow on social media, and also interacting with us online. Um, If you like a post, to hit the like button and um, encourage encourage us online and other filmmakers. I think it goes for anyone. Really, when it comes down to getting this movie out to the world, Mm -hmm. the people that are um, able to help us do that really take into account how much of an audience we have. So if you, we would love for everyone to come on board and be a part of that audience so that we can have the opportunity to, you know, take this out to a wider, a wider group. Well, we we will definitely be be following um, this story the next couple of weeks and looking forward to seeing posts on social media about the premiere and and hopefully we can send um, send a crew of people down there to support you guys in Columbia. I know we got a lot of alumni uh, in that area. Right. So hey, get out, get to Indie Grits. Most of yeah. you have never been to a film festival before. Here's your shot um, to support a uh, Swoo directed um, film. Man, this is so awesome, mate! Like, cool. Like, I I could not wait um, to to just hear how everything uh, to hear how everything goes, and we'll be praying that you had a good premiere. Thank you. And just that, uh, man, you know, you've already got part of your dream come true, and I pray the rest of the dream uh, come true as well. Uh, Awesome. Thank you. So uh, I want to thank Megan for joining me today. Again, this is the first episode, and we we just want to tell stories, stories of people uh, who are impacting the world and making a difference, and like Megan, chasing their dreams. So... For Swoo Soul Stories, I'm Heath Mulliken, and we'll see you soon.